Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. We're going into the goddess today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be doing archetypal work again, to be going into the divine feminine goddess energies, to be working in this kind of territory of awakening Shakti, of awakening feminine wisdom within. Uh, Who knows, but this was really what was called for in this moment, was to just do a good kind of dive, exploration, um, experiential journey into the archetypal goddess energy of Aphrodite Venus. Uh, (laughs) uh, This is As always, if you've been around for a little while, you'll know um, our devotion to embodiment, our devotion to gnosis, like really the wisdom, the gnosis, the knowing of something, not just the regurgitating some facts and figures regarding uh, mystical wisdom, right? So this episode, very much dedicated to that, very much dedicated to the feminine mysteries, very much obviously dedicated to the deity Aphrodite, uh, the divine feminine energy Aphrodite, that aspect that's within self and also external to self. Uh, What can I share with you? I know I always like to give a little extra. Maybe I'll just share a little overall rewilding stuff. Um, We're super devoted to, I don't know what it is, deepening in right now. Uh, It's been so wild. we We didn't put out a podcast last week. I was really sick. And I know part of it is just my own internal shifting into, I don't know, the new. I know we've been talking a lot about new timelines, new energy, new, 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 new. Um, And really feeling that in a lot of ways. And it's been such a great time for us to kind of take a step back. Uh, especially when you're sick and you can't do a whole lot. Uh, So perfectly orchestrated um, to be able to kind of look bird's eye view and take a different perspective of the overall rewilding and what are we doing here and, you know, what is the greatest thing that we can be doing? And interestingly enough, this is the podcast and the topic that came out of sitting in that surprising to me very surprising and perfect and beautiful and stunning and lighting me up in many 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 different ways Um, and i hope that it's a gift for you i hope it brings you something Um, even if you don't consider yourself a venusian kind of a person or uh, called to Aphrodite. There's gifts in all of the archetypes for us. There's gifts in all of the divine feminine flavors, um, touching into them. So, all right. Um, ooh, the wind is telling me that I should stop <laughs> this intro and let you get into the episode. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. How do you know when you're called to work with Aphrodite? And if you do work with Aphrodite, what can you kind of expect to happen? And maybe the biggest question, how do you actually work with Aphrodite? What is that? And how would you go about 
working with this powerful archetypal deity, divine feminine, Shakti force that's both within us and outside of us. Uh, <laughs> I'm Sabrina, founder of Rewilding for Women. I've been working with Aphrodite for a long time. Um, I've had a very deep and intimate journey with this particular archetypal energy, this particular flavor of the divine feminine, this particular face or aspect or goddess, many different ways of kind of tapping into the pure raw essence of Aphrodite. Uh, so you'll hear me use lots of different words and kind of different angles to look at things, um, many different traditions or frameworks or practices and doorways in because we're all very different um, and we will all tap into Aphrodite in different ways. We will feel her in different ways. Um, and so <laughs> I should say this right up front. This will be much more of an experience for you. Hopefully that's my aim than a lecture. Uh, the divine feminine is much more than a lecture, much more than left brain logical, much more than the mind. Um, when we start to tap into this aspect of self, this is an aspect of self. It's also an aspect that resides beyond self, external to self. So it's that, uh, that, you know, that beautiful sacred law of as within, so without, as above, so below. Um, so this archetypal energy, this goddess energy, this divine feminine energy resides within all of us. So yes, within you, um, as well as outside of self. Um, so let me come back to setting us up for this. Um, hmm, let me feel. Why do you want to listen to this? I, I, I really want to give us some great motivation to make it to the end of this conversation. Um, to me, we have this opportunity to be together in this way, to activate something within, to enliven something within, to... <laughs> Aphrodite brings radiance, brings feminine radiance, brings feminine aliveness, brings self-love. <laughs> really and truly, that's one of the greatest gifts that Aphrodite brings us is Self-love brings us this amazing relationship to our, our physicality, to our bodies, um, to our essence, brings us into um, a really beautiful relationship with our sensuality, our sensual nature, with our sexual nature. She'll take it another step further and really open us up to the gifts of our sexuality, the gifts of our sensuality, the gifts of our radiance, the gifts of our magnetism, feminine magnetism. Aphrodite is full of magic. She's also full of alchemy. She, it's, it's very interesting. It's like love alchemy. It's like beauty alchemy. Um, it's radiance alchemy. It's allurement. It's we can say seduction. Yes, we will talk about the shadow side. Yes, 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 yes. Um, we will talk about the three stages of Aphrodite, of working with this energy, stage one, stage two, stage three, and how you can, it's kind of a maturing process, right? It's a maturing process to move up to that third stage, which is just this um, very 
clear gifting of this energy through ourselves. It's very pure. It's very high level. Um, I like to call that third stage the divine expression in human form. It's, it's through us. It's not other than us. The divine feminine and working with these archetypal energies, it is never... Um, it is never beyond us. It is never just outside of us. It's through us. It's, it's with us. It's an embodied path. It's a living it, breathing it, um, bringing that energy through our, our bodies. It's this gifting of we get to bring feminine radiance. We get to bring this love, this bliss, this pleasure. We get to bring this flavor of divine feminine energy. It's just an energy. We get to bring this flavor through every cell of our bodies, every organ, every cell, every everything. Right? That's, that's a part of the gifting of Aphrodite. Um, okay, so that's just a little bit of a kind of feel in, a touch in, a, like start to move into this Aphrodite, this Venusian energy. Um, again, I'm going to invite us or remind us to allow this to be experiential. Also allow whatever to bubble up, bubble up. Sometimes, depending on our relationship to this aspect of self or this particular aspect of the divine feminine, we can even look at it beyond ourself, this particular aspect. Um, sometimes we have a very mm, crunchy relationship to it. And so that's part of working with the deity is if there is judgment coming up, if there is uh, frustration, if there is a longing, if there is triggery stuff coming up, let it, let it, right? Let it. Um, I can't tell you um, the gifts that come when we just allow ourselves to have our truest expression. And so if this is an experience, let it be the truest experience that you can possibly have, no matter what that is, whether that be joy, whether that be grief, whether that be rage, whether that be whatever it is, whatever it is. Um, if you can hold a space for yourself where it is all welcome, it is all welcome, um, you'll often be able to go much further, much deeper, and move through much more in order to get to the other side of embodying, embracing, opening up this aspect of the divine feminine through you and moving through stage one, through stage two, up to stage three, which is that really high level divine expression of Aphrodite through you and out into your life in all areas of your life. All right, let's start with how do you know when you're called to work with Aphrodite? There's different ways of looking at this. And I do want to say that the caveat first and foremost is always, 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 always lean into your own intuition, your own truth, right? I can offer you many different tips and tools and things to feel into or things to think about, um, things that can maybe activate your own inner guidance or your own intuition, but this is this has to come from internal knowing. I'm guessing the fact that you're still here listening means there's something there. It may not be 
the deity that you're called to work with deeply, intensely for years of your life. But there might be something here. Um, okay, so let me feel on how we can... Um, I would like to say up front that sometimes we'll work with a deity or an archetypal energy or a divine feminine aspect or a goddess. All of those words, just know that whatever word, I'm swapping them all out. If you need a different word for yourself, just pick, pick one <laughs> that feels good for you. But some of the deities, they are really, really a primary archetype for us. They, they will be an archetype that we really have a deep, intimate relationship with and we really embody and express a lot of that in our lives through ourselves. We've got a, a few primary archetypes. Um, sometimes the archetypes, they will shift. Our primary archetypes, some of them will stay with us for our lives. Some of them, they um, are there for periods of our lives where sometimes we're in a very Venusian, which is also Aphrodite, we're in a very Venusian period of our lives, maybe a year, maybe a few months, um, maybe a decade. It's just a very like lover goddess. It's very Venusian. It's very Aphrodite. It's very feminine, right? Beauty and love and pleasure is really something that's a priority for us. So just know that there can be moments and there can be lifetimes of, of relationship with archetypal energy. And again, it, it's your truth. Right? Oh, it would be so beautiful if I could just give you the answer like, well, if you take this quiz, you will know that Aphrodite is your gal. Um, but that's not how it works, right? It has to be from your inner wisdom. Uh, and a quiz is probably not going to access that. <laughs> it can help point you to your inner wisdom. Um, and hopefully this conversation helps point you to your inner wisdom as well. Okay, so here are some signs. Just feel into these, some signs that you're called to work with Aphrodite. Um, there's a longing to feel more pleasure in your body. There's a longing to uh, shift your body image, your relationship to your body. There's a longing to deepen into your sensuality or your, or your sexuality. There's a curiosity around sacred prostitute. There's a curiosity, like the sacredness, sacred sexuality, sacred prostitute. Right, like this, this, this essence of the gifting, the gifting of grace, the gifting of light, the gifting of love, the gifting of like high vibration, light worker through sensual expression, um, through sexual expression. That can be a sign that we're called to work with Aphrodite. Another sign that we're called to work with Aphrodite is longing for multiple lovers. <laughs> just this, like, just, just free love. I just want to love, right? Aphrodite had many lovers, many love, both mortal and immortal lovers. Um, this not understanding, like, uh, and, and there's no limits on pleasure, no limits on uh, the flow of love, this real deep devotion to love, deep devotion to um, feminine, 
<laughs> if you can just see my body, uh, if you're watching on video, not on the audio format of this, but it's like this flow and just like everything is pleasure. The air that I take into my lungs is pleasure. The rocking of my body on this chair in this moment is pleasure. My voice coming out of my throat is pleasure. My ears feel like they're pleasurable at the moment. Just every cell of our body humming with pleasure, um, humming with joy, humming with, uh, with, with like radiance. Um, if we're, I'm going to give you some more signs and, and symptoms. That's such a funny word. Um, some more just ways to feel into this. If you're feeling like life has gotten dull, like life has gotten a lot about purpose and mission, it's gotten very masculine. Sometimes the antidote to that is Aphrodite, right? Like if I'm wearing great business suits to work, I'm a, I'm a working I'm just a working woman. I'm straight lines. Um, it's very much purpose oriented. I'm in my mind a lot. I'm in my logic. My body is starting to, um, my body is starting to take on a much more masculine flavor. Aphrodite can be the antidote to that, the answer to that. Um, let me feel for some more signs or some more. Um, some more symptoms, craving more life energy. Like I'm just, I'm craving love. I'm craving more aliveness, more vitality. If we're feeling like we're dead in our bodies, Aphrodite is really amazing to work with around waking up life force. And just, it's, it, she plugs you into um, this enormous amount of feminine energy. Uh, Okay, let me feel, let me feel for some more uh, love. We have to talk a lot about love when we're talking about Aphrodite and it's this longing to give and receive love, this longing for the flow of love. That's another sign that we're um, really, uh, we're really called to work with Aphrodite. I'd like to take this a step further. Um, just know that we're gonna get into how you can work with her. We're going to get into what you can expect working with her, but I want to deepen in to this just a little bit more because I know some of you here will not just be called to work with Aphrodite. You're, you're actually really on, uh, on an Aphrodite-like longer-term path. And how do you know if you're called to, you know, like the temple of Aphrodite, you're called to really... Um, serve the world in a Venusian way. If you're called to almost like the the mysteries of Aphrodite, priestessing in an Aphrodite Venusian way, like how do you know that you're called to that? Here's what I want to say: um, You will know. <laughs> you will know. You will know. You will know, and, and it's a knowing to just trust. And you can see I'm pointing to my heart if you're not um, on the video and you're on the audio. I'm pointing to my heart. It's a, it's a, it's heart. Venus Aphrodite is so heart-based. It's a knowing in your heart. It's a knowing, it's just a knowing in your heart. Um, and I'll just kind of leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Okay, so what can you expect 
when you start to work in this archetypal energy? What are things that happen in your life? What are the gifts that awaken? So when we work with divine feminine archetypal energy, um, and we're working with the Shakti, we're working with the wisdom. This is feminine wisdom. It's embodied feminine wisdom. It's, it's a psycho-spiritual power. And we awaken that in our bodies. It's like awakening kundalini. But it's a certain form, right? It's not kundalini. It's a certain form of feminine Shakti. So you're literally waking up this psycho-spiritual power in your being when you work in direct transmission fashion, when you work in divine feminine wisdom, when you work in those ways. Now, not everyone is called to really deepen into the feminine mysteries, to really um, embrace and awaken the wisdom within ourselves and in our lives. Um, but when you do, because that's what I'm talking about here, that's what this whole conversation is about, um, when you do, the things that awaken and open in self are many of the signs that I spoke about, but it's, uh, uh, um, I watch a lot of women's bodies change when they work with Aphrodite in this way, right? In this real activating the psycho-spiritual power within self opening up to this wisdom, opening up to this Shakti, which is just a form of life force, right? Opening up to the Shakti within self um, and really allowing it to um, <laughs> um, gift and awaken and flow and move through the whole of our beings and out beyond ourselves. Um, one thing that working on this path long enough or with this energy long enough, one of the greatest gifts that activates is the feminine capacity to magnetize, to create, to manifest through magnetizing. So it's a being instead of a doing. It's a very feminine, it's feminine creation principle. And the principle that gets activated, the gift or the capacity that gets activated is this capacity to literally magnetize in the heart's deepest longings. It's not a gift we see very often. We don't see it a lot because we've been so trained to do, 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 do. We've been so very much trained that the only way to get something done or the only way to make something happen or to create something or manifest something is by doing. That's a very masculine form of getting something done and it works. But this is a calling in. This is a receiving and many part of the gift of working with Aphrodite is this opening up of our capacity to receive. Many of us can give <laughs> um, to a much greater degree than we're able to receive to call in, to receive. We can't call something toward us or magnetize something toward us or allure, right? It's an allurement. It's feminine allurement and it's stunning when operating from stage three, from a divine high level expression. We'll talk about stage two, uh, which is developing or I can say it a little harsher, distorted expression. And we'll talk about this as well, but um, let's come back to this, uh, this, what we can expect when working in Aphrodite energy is, 
<laughs> this. Hmm. It's like you can move mountains simply by becoming a state. You becoming the reciprocal opposite energy that calls something in. Like the, the forces external to self, and this is both energetic, this is psychic, this is um, the unseen and the seen. It's physical as well. It's physical. When this capacity and self, this is part of Aphrodite's alchemy. It's her alchemy of turning lead to gold. It's her alchemy of manifesting. It's her alchemy of creating. It's her, it's, it's, it's very powerful. A lot of us don't give Aphrodite the credit. We don't, many of us don't work to develop this capacity in self or go far enough or deep enough, but just I'm sharing this so that we just know it's there. We know that it's there and you might be called to that path. You might be called to go this far with it, but it's that feminine um, it's the it's the radiance. It's really literally. Uh, she has this capacity. She walks into a room and she can change the whole of the room with her love. She can change the whole of the room with her radiance, and it is a gifting. It is high level stage three. We're not talking about level two manipulating to get attention. That's where most stop. Is still like still needing the attention, needing. And it's, it's, it's from an immature place still. There's another level of maturing where that radiance, that love, doesn't come from an adolescent girl. I need attention. I need to fulfill something. I am whole. And I come in with my radiance from a whole place. I come in with my... Um, my beauty, my love, my, my radiance is like life force radiating out of me. Beauty is like the beauty of life. I am just the embodiment of the beauty of life and it is awe-inspiring. It is awe-inspiring to both the feminine and the masculine. And it doesn't come with hooks or needs or manipulative undercurrent undertones of needing to get our way or wanting to control. This is stage two. This is the developing or the distorted expression of Aphrodite. We see that everywhere. And this is partially why beauty has been so demonized and we've objectified this aspect of the feminine and we try to diminish it. And it's been demonized because it has been used very in very manipulative ways. It just hasn't been developed or moved into this mature essence of Aphrodite. There is mature love right? That radiates out. There is mature allurement. There is mature magnetism. There is mature, right? It's, it's, it's a mature magnetism. Aphrodite has a capacity to literally magnetize someone's soul essence through them. She has a capacity to magnetize someone's deepest truth through that person and out into the world. She has this capacity to magnetize, to allure out someone's love through a broken heart and it heals their heart, right? This is, this is Aphrodite. This is, this is Venusian. This is Venusian. And when operating from this third stage, it is always in the highest good of the all of everything. She's operating from this very divine expression and that's the thing that's the most fulfilling for her. She's moved through the needing attention, the needing 
to control and so she uses beauty to control a situation or to maneuver people into certain places to get her way to like save 10 bucks at the tire store when she's getting new tires on her car I'm giving you funny silly examples um uh, it is a very powerful force Aphrodite Venusian energy is a very, 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 very powerful force when activated um, and requires to move to stage three, requires some real honesty with self, some real work to move through shadow expressions, to move through wounded expressions, to move through... it's it's often very, very unconscious. It's very unconscious um, expressions of it. Okay, um, gosh, we could, we could be here for a long, 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 long time um, going into Venus, Aphrodite, uh, and this is just a podcast episode, so I kind of have to keep reminding myself um, not to take us too deep or go too far or make this too incredibly long. Um, there's a few different programs if you really want to work in this energy. Um, there's a few different programs that you'll see in the description below uh, where you can really um, embody and activate this archetypal energy in self, this Shakti in self. So if this is something you're like, wait, I want to go deeper, like don't stop. Um, there's ways to do that below where it is like sacred temple space versus us being on a podcast together. I'm not saying that this is not sacred temple space, but that's um, very, very dedicated space um, and dedicated practices and uh, that can hold this, this powerful energy waking up in self. Um, so you'll find those things below. I would say the one where you'll activate the most and go the furthest would be sexual healing and awakening. That's what it's called, but it's completely Venusian. You work with a few other archetypal energies, as well as the union, which is part of what Venus brings as well, is this real understanding of masculine and feminine union, um, the gifts in the union. Uh, so anyways, I'll leave you to check that out if you're called to go deeper. Uh, okay, so uh, let me feel if there's a little bit more around what you can expect when when working with Venus. There's so many things. Um, I think I started the conversation by saying so many women's bodies change. Like the shape of our bodies change. It changes into um, often a much more uh, feminine uh, shape. It, let me feel. Uh, the feminine is, let me just give you some words to feel into this. The feminine is voluptuous the feminine is curvy the feminine um it's it's like i move like the ocean right it, it, it's like your walk starts to change the way that you move your hands the way that you pick up a coffee cup and drink changes when you start to really open up to this energy and self you could be wearing the exact same clothes, the exact same makeup, done your hair the exact same way, and this energy moving through you, it is night and day difference, and the world will see. It's, it's also a, 
Um, she allows us to be comfortable to be seen. That's a real wild aspect of the feminine is this like wanting to be permeated by consciousness, aka be seen, wanting to be seen um, because being seen is like being held. Uh, and it's also like being protected. It's strange. Like this is part of another high level gifting or wisdom that comes is this real understanding and this real awakening of how much the feminine um, craves to be penetrated by consciousness, penetrated by light. I, I, like penetrate me with your consciousness, penetrate me, let me let go of my needing to hold myself. Let me let go of my needing um, <laughs> Whew, we're going a little far in this, aren't we? This could get really triggery. So just watch, right? Just watch what comes up. This might be a little bit too much, right? But when working in these extremely feminine archetypal energies, and Aphrodite can take you to extremely feminine, she wants to, she craves to let go of her masculine. She craves to let go of the masculine us as humans, we hold both masculine and feminine, but she craves for another being, deity, another external force, and a human being to hold the masculine so she can surrender over, let go of having to guide herself, direct herself, do things, protect herself, create a safe space for herself. She longs to let that go so she can just feel. So she can really just feel. Feel more bliss, more pleasure, more joy. Feel the flow of life moving through her. And to just be the be life itself. That's it. Just to be, be the beingness. The beingness. She will teach you the wisdom of the beingness. She will teach you the wisdom of the beingness. She will also teach you how to let go of the doingness, the let go of the masculineness, um, to open up to more and more of the gifts of the feminine, more and more of the gifts of the beingness. By the way, you can see that beingness is the same state as the magnetizing in. That's a state of being, not doing. It's a state of being, right? Um, okay, let me feel... Let's go a little bit more surface here on what we can expect when we work with Venus or Aphrodite. A little bit more surfacey. I know I just I like jumped in and went really far with it, but if we go a little bit more surfacey, um, we can have a better relationship with our body. We start to accept um, that our body is beautiful. The way that we see our bodies often changes. Like I know when I looked in a mirror, looked in a mirror at myself before I started working with Aphrodite and really opening this wisdom in myself, I saw myself very ugly, fat, ugly. Oh my God, I have tiger stripes on my thighs. Um, my butt is so big. My, you know, whatever it was, like I'm giving you real, very real things for myself. Those aren't like made up ones. And then it was this whole change. I, I really, before working this deeply with Aphrodite and Venus, I really wanted like straight lines. I wanted my body to look like a man's body. I wanted just to be straight lines. I didn't want these curves. I didn't 
want these hips and this butt that I have. And then it was, wait a second, like, wait a minute. Oh my God, this is, actually my butt's beautiful. Oh my God, my thighs, these like big, huge thighs, they're actually beautiful. This is kind of beautiful. My softness is beautiful. I don't want to be this straight line. It was, that's just a, we really start to, uh, she'll change our relationship to the feminine in our bodies. She'll change our relationship to our emotions, to our emotions, right? To really accepting our emotions, to really accepting um, the wild, wonderful nature that is the feminine. Um, so it's a lot of self-acceptance, a lot of self-love. This is Venus. Venusian work, oh my gosh, if we could bring this into like adolescent girls, could you imagine if we would have... I can't even imagine if I would have had that when I was an adolescent girl of just like really bringing in Venusian wisdom, right? This goddess wisdom, this divine feminine, like waking this up and just working in this of just self-love and radical self-acceptance of the feminine. It's really of the feminine and the feminine in many of our societies and our families has been demonized, right? It's been demonized or devalued. Let's take value off of being very feminine, of being emotional, of feeling, of loving that much, of the curves in our body maybe, or of the feminine softness, or of radiance, right? Um, okay, I think this is enough. I can go on and on and on and on about the gifts because the gifts are essentially endless. Um, I want to move a little bit into... How, like, how can you work with Aphrodite? This conversation is us working with Aphrodite, right? This, we're doing it. I mean, it's a little tiny touch in, like it's touching the toe into the water. For me, um, depends on how you want to work with deities, with divine feminine energy. But divine feminine energy, it's a transmission, it's an energy, it's an activation, it's a, it's a flow, it's an unseen state, it's an embodiment. And it's, you know, um, to me, direct, direct transmissions has been the most powerful, by far, by far. Direct practices in these lineages with these divine feminine practices, direct embodied experiential practices where you're activating it with yourself, when you're with someone who has that already alive and active in them, and that energy is right, it's like my Shakti talks to your Shakti. Your Shakti talks to my Shakti. Your Shakti, Shakti, this is just the flavor of Aphrodite. My inner Aphrodite talks to your inner Aphrodite. My inner Aphrodite invokes your inner Aphrodite. That's, to me, that is the most powerful, the most direct line, the quickest route to doing it. Now, um, <laughs> let me feel, let me feel, let me feel. Uh, practices that you can do in group space. I mean, just like the feminine amplifying the feminine is so powerful. This is why women's circle, women's work is so powerful. Why archetypal embodiment work is so powerful. Why just being here like this together, like energy is transmitting right? It's here. It's, it's here. Um, let me feel for a moment. Where can I go with this? Um, 
I want to I want to be so honest with you. I want to be so real with you. <laughs> Reading a book about Aphrodite, unless it's stirring something within us, we're not really working with her. Reading about the myth of Aphrodite, unless it's you're feeling it in your heart, in your body, we're not really working with her. We're learning about her. Listening to a podcast or someone talk about Aphrodite or Venus, unless there's a feel, right? Unless you feel a stirring and activation, unless there's something happening, and I can't tell you what will happen for you, because it will be very different for all of us. But there's like an inner stirring, an inner stirring, an inner alivening, an inner awakening. Or you might have a dream later on tonight, go like, whoa, something got stirred up. Something's awakening in me. That's why it's called awakening Shakti, right? It's, it, it's awakening it in our bodies. Um, there's a learning about Aphrodite and Venus, and that's logical, that's left brain, and that's beautiful, but that's not working with. So I just, I really want to decipher between those two. There's learning about, and then there's working with, awakening to, embodying of, inviting the wisdom, invoking the wisdom, invoking the essence and the energy and the, the, the all of the magic of Aphrodite through our bodies. Um, and that comes from dedicated work. That comes from practice. It comes from archetypal embodiment. It comes from deep practice. It comes from divine feminine mystery schools. It comes from divine feminine practice. It comes from those places. Um, and so finding the practices you're called to, the circles you're called to, the workshops you're called to, the retreats, the mystery schools, the spaces you're called to, um, that's the greatest way to work with her. Having your own practice, your own dedicated practice, um, letting the arc, figuring out how to let the archetype teach you. Let her teach you. It's a deity, it's a goddess. But oftentimes someone has to point to it, point to here she is, here's how to learn from her, but, but learning direct from the archetype, direct from the deity, that's the greatest thing that we can do. But a lot of times that door has to be opened for us by another who already has that relationship. And so just feel for yourself what feels true for you, feel for what you're called to feel, right? Again, there's offerings below. I may not be the person um, to open the doors for you. There might be something else. You gotta trust you. You gotta trust that deep intuitive, wise self within right when it comes to that okay so let's talk a little bit about stages uh, i promised i would talk about stage one stage two and stage three now we could say there's eight stages we could say there's five stages this is just a framework to talk about things to talk about the evolution of the expression within ourselves the further awakening kind of the path of awakening to more and more and more of Aphrodite in ourselves, to more and more of the wisdom, to more and more of the Shakti. Um, now, these are just, this is just a doorway to talk about things. So take this with a grain of salt, but it's a really good framework and it's a good, just foundational way to talk. Um, so stage one is dormant. Stage one is dormant. So we all have Venus Aphrodite. 
We all have, like we can, anyone on this planet in any body, any gender identification, doesn't matter, can access Venus Aphrodite. Now, some of us will have a stronger blueprint than others, just organically, innately, it's your blueprint. Some of us will have very, very strong blueprints um, to Venus Aphrodite. But doesn't matter whether we have a strong one or a not strong one, we can all access her. There are gifts for all of us, no matter if we have a strong blueprint or a not so strong blueprint. There is wisdom to be gained, no matter what that blueprint is within ourselves. Um, so for some of us, uh, the stage that we're in with our relationship to Venus Aphrodite is dormant. It's not awake in us yet. She's not awake. She's, that energy is not alive. It's just, it's just not alive. It's not awake. It's not operational in us. Now also know that we can move between all three of these stages. We can go from a very alive and very awake to actually she's just kind of gone in hibernation. So you might feel this in yourself like, whoa, when I was in my 20s, Venus was, was roaring, right? Aphrodite was really alive and awake in myself in my 20s. Now I'm in my 50s. Like she's gone dormant. And you might be called to work with her. You might be called, you might be in your 90s and like, wow, I am really called. And trust, trust, you know, if you've landed on this video and you're still here, like trust that, that this might be the call, right? Just, just it's, again, it's from that deep inner knowing always, 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 always. Um, okay, so that's stage one dormant. Stage two is developing or distorted. <laughs> so, you can lean into whichever word you want. Um, it's both, it's both in, in that stage two, developing, distorted. So that's when Aphrodite energy is alive. It's awake in you, but it's expressing from an egoical standpoint still. It's expressing from um, a false self versus true self standpoint, a little self versus big self standpoint. It's expressing not as high level as it could be, right? So she's alive and she's awake and that energy is moving through, but I'm using, there's a lot of using that happens in stage two. I'm using my Aphrodite beauty to get what I want. And it's not from a high level, sacred alignment, soul alignment want. It's from a more surface level, egoical want. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's just, it, and it expresses in many different ways. It expresses in, in many different ways. Also in this, I sometimes like to talk about when we open up this line to Shakti, this flavor of the divine feminine in ourselves, this energy in ourselves, there's sometimes rubble in the line, right? So we open up this line of energy and there's sometimes, you can almost think of it as like a river. And when we first, the water first starts moving through the river, there's like big boulders in the river. And those boulders, they're like kinks in the line. 
And so instead of the energy just moving, like free flowing beautifully and kind of straight through, it kind of like hits rocks and hits boulders and it's shifting. And so those boulders, I, I call it rubble. It's, it's rubble. It's like, wow, my Venus has opened up, but I um, have an old wound around being too beautiful. So the line is open, but I'm afraid of my beauty. I'm afraid of being this beautiful. I'm afraid of having this much radiance. I'm afraid I'm going to attract unwanted sexual advances. Advances. This is such a real one. I'm afraid that the feminine or other women are going to demonize me. I'm going to be judged and I'm going to be looked down upon if I'm this pretty. I don't want to be this pretty. I don't want to be this radiant. And that's that's a rubble in the line. That's a place to work, right? That's like Aphrodite showing you this is a really good place for you to work. So we're in the developing stage where that archetypal energy, it's showing us our fears, our judgment, our past life pains, our ancestral woundings. Our, I mean, it's very deep, goes very wide. It's way beyond just this life experience, right? So she shows us that. So that's stage two. Um, then moving up, into stage three, which is a divine expression, we started to tap into some of those gifts, right? Earlier when I was saying, what can you expect? What are the gifts that she really bestows? It's high level alchemy. It's high level attracting, magnetizing, but it's in the highest good of the all of everything. She still taps into longing, but it's soul longing. And when it's highest soul longing, it's in the highest good of the all of everything. So she starts to live from this place. This is priestessing in an Aphrodite Venusian way. It's high level, we could call it light worker. We could call it like high level, um, hmm. uh, let me just feel. It's this, um, I am, the thing that brings me the greatest joy now is not fulfilling my ego desires. It's not fulfilling my false self desires. It's fulfilling my soul self desires. It's fulfilling my highest self desires. I am loving in a higher level of love, a more unconditional loving level of love, a more divine level of love expression, right? And that's where she starts to create from. She it's not that she's transcending life either. Sometimes we get really messed up about this and we're like, wait, but does that mean she's like living in a cave by herself now and she's just radiating weirdly unconscious or uh, unconditional love? No, she's actually living more in life. She's more in her relationships. She's more in her mothering. She's more in her career. She's more in her family. She's more in her friendships. That's the capacity of the feminine is it's, she's not, she doesn't access more and more of the sacred or a higher and higher level of love by transcending life. She lives deeper in life. She deepens into life and she radiates this divine essence through lovemaking, through dinner making for her family, through conversation with her mom through 
her work and her relationships to her colleagues. All of it. That's third stage. That's third stage feminine expression. When you are around a third stage feminine expression, you can feel it. You feel it. It is a force. It is powerful. It is palpable, right? And when it's an Aphrodite force, it it will leave you speechless. It will leave the love, the love leaves you speechless. The love, it's 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 a it's a it's when we talk about the force of love and the power of love, that's that's what starts to activate. That's what starts to come online, and that's what's on offer. Is really and truly we start to get to see what love can actually do. The mountains love can move. The healing that love um, can bring, right? The awakening that love can bring, the alignment that love can bring. We start to see what love can do. Whew. All right. Um, let me feel, gosh, it's hard to go from that into the shadow, but I did promise um, that I would talk a little bit about the shadow side and maybe what to look out for. Now, this what to look out for often happens in stage two, right? Like the, the, these, the, stage two, that's the developing. And so that's when you're really working through the shadow side. You're really working through um, the blocks to a pure high level Aphrodite, right? And again, how do you work through that? I talked about that, right? Like it's all the same things you, you, you work with it. Um, so um, shadow side of Aphrodite, um, using her powers <laughs> um, to manipulate others, using her powers to get what she wants, um, doing that either consciously or unconsciously. Um, uh, shadow side of Aphrodite, is an addiction to, an addiction to pleasure. I watched this. Um, women have to always work through this if they have a strong Aphrodite or if they work deeply in this energy, this addiction to pleasure only. This addiction to must feel good, will only do things that feel good. Um, an addiction to a being state. It's Venus Aphrodite can really, um, shift us out of wholeness, out of a balance within self can really be very, she's alluring, right? She's, that's her magnetism. She's very alluring. She's very seductive. And one of the shadow sides is she can seduce us into only her, right? Only, now we are made up of many, many more, uh, parts of self than just a Venus Aphrodite but many can get stuck in a Venus Aphrodite and think this is the be-all end-all of feminine reclamation this is the be-all end-all of self you can see it out in the world in how much at least at this present moment when I'm creating this video how much of feminine reclamation has to do with just pleasure 
how much of feminine reclamation has to do with pleasure, right? It's so much of it. And there's much more. Like, that's one one thousandth of what the feminine and the divine feminine and feminine wisdom actually holds, right? It's a piece of it, but because of the allurement, because of the seduction, because of the magnetism, we can very much be allured and magnetized in, seduced in, and we can get stuck there. So that's a shadow side to look out for. There's also an entitlement shadow. There's many shadow sides. I mean, this is a never-ending conversation too, but I'll give you some of the big ones, um, some of the big ones to really watch out for. Um, this entitled piece. I'm entitled to just be all of the time. I'm, in, I'm entitled to, to be. I, I don't have to work. That's a, that's a very Venusian, right? And to remember that we're whole, we're much more than just one archetypal energy. You're made up of many, 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 many archetypal energies. And to have the most successful life and the most fulfilling life, it's to really open to the fullness of self, the fullness of all of the parts of self to really come into a place where they're in harmony, they're dancing, they're moving, and we can easily shift in and out of all the different parts of self, right? When situations call for it. So this is really learning if we do start to work really deeply in parts of self, really deeply with archetypal, really deeply with goddess energies, right? And we start to open up to more and more and more and more and more. It's also developing the capacity to um, allow for whichever part of self most serves the moment. Again, this is stage three. Most serves the moment, most serves your highest good, allowing for that archetypal energy to be the archetypal energy that is active, alive, and awake in you. Because there are times when a woman will walk into a situation, let's say it's a grocery store, and she feels entitled to be able to just be in her Aphrodite Venus right? But that discernment piece, that third stage divine expression of the divine feminine and the divine masculine, all of those things awake through ourselves and our bodies, entitled, I don't have to be anything other than Aphrodite, no matter what's going on in this situation. Are you kidding me? There is a robbery happening at, happening at this grocery store right now. There's literally people with guns in this grocery store. And you have the entitled opinion that you don't have to be anything other than your Aphrodite. That's a really extreme example. It's a really, but you can kind of tone it down and go, how often do we not uh, allow for the fullness of our beings and have all of these capacities awake and alive to allow for the greatest expression of myself to be whatever flavor my life force is moving through me to most serve the moment. Sometimes that's Aphrodite. When I'm with my lover, oftentimes that's Aphrodite. Not often, I mean, there's a lot of them, right? And a lot of the different feminine expressions serve sexually in a lot of different moments, right? But the more that we can widen our, I'll just go one step higher here, the more that we can widen our bandwidth, the more whole, the more full, the more alive and awake 
we are, the more freedom we have in the feminine. Feminine freedom is my capacity to be any of the expressions, right? The feminine is the weather, is every single weather pattern. So the freedom, the feminine freedom is the allness. There is no feeling I am too much. You know, that too much woman syndrome, I'm going to be too much for them. I'm too much for me. I feel too much. I am too much. There's just too much energy. There's too much. Feminine freedom is never having that thought. Feminine freedom is I am all of it. I can be all of it. Feminine freedom is I don't just have this limited bandwidth, right? I can, no matter what the experience is that's happening out in the world, I can allow life force, life force, to move through me through whatever expression, whatever archetypal energy, whatever deity, whatever part of self, those are all the same things, whatever part of self most serves this moment, right? Most serves this moment. And sometimes it's a fucking warrior. Sometimes that's what most serves the moment, right? Like you've been around with your children maybe or nieces or nephews or something where mama bear gets activated. Mama Bear gets activated. You better believe that is an extremely beautiful, love-filled, gift-filled force, but that is extraordinarily different to Aphrodite. Mama Bear, Aphrodite. But what we want to be able to do is, no matter what situation we're in, we want to be able to have the relationship with them, third stage relationship with them, where we're not addicted to any of them. We're not clinging on to any of them. We don't have an attachment to any of them. We don't have judgment to any of them. It's just, this is what serves the moment. I am mother bear. And then instantly your lover comes in and you can shift right out of mother bear into, I'm lover and I want to receive your gift. I want to bring you into me. I want to open up to masculine gifting. I want to take you into me and allow that to open up more and more of my love and more of more of my radiance, right? And then boom, something else happens and suddenly you have to shift into dark goddess because your lover just messed up, right? They just got unconscious. They just lost. They just like they did something that is very hurtful and you can shift out of it, right? It's not now I'm not like addicted to, well, let me take in your shit, right? Let me take in your, let's just say toxic masculine for lack of a better way of saying this. Let me, okay, because I'm in receptive mode, I'm going to just take in your toxic masculine. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to like allow for that. No, it's shifting. And it's like, whoa, like, babe, what just happened? right? You, 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 you can move. Now you're in dark goddess, truth telling, right? Like, bang, what was that? Like, what was that? I, something happened that just really hurt. And he's like, yeah, sorry. A, a porn scene just flashed into my head. And I was imagining I was fucking the redhead in the video. And you felt that babe. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so I'm, I'm with you now. Right. This is third stage feminine gifting. This is third stage. This is, I don't have words. I, I don't have words. Uh, let me feel for a moment. There's just this, I would love for that for everyone. 
I would love for the world to be gifted by more and more third stage feminine. I would love for more and more human beings, men, women, all gender identifications, all human beings, all human beings to embody it or experience it or embrace it. We all have a very different relationship to the feminine and how much we're actually called to embody and embrace, but to just live in a world where that is more and more alive and more and more active, whether that be through ourselves or that be external to ourselves and we get to be gifted by it through another. Um, That's why I show up and do this. That's why I do this work. That's why Rewilding for Women was founded. That's why there's workshops and retreats happening devoted to this. That's why we have this podcast. That's why I'm here with you, right? That's my devotion. That's my dedication. That's what fills me and that's uh, what just brings me joy and bliss and pleasure and yeah cracks my heart open it breaks my heart open right like just that we get to do this together uh we're on a video and we get to explore divine feminine together in this way uh yeah blows me away we get to i'm grateful for you grateful to be here maybe that's what i'll end on um it's gratitude what are you grateful for what are you grateful for Um, I read all of the comments uh, a couple days after videos first come out. My team reads all the comments all the time, so they're always coming back to me. Uh, Let's share what we're grateful for. I'll leave a comment, too, with a little bit more around what I'm grateful for below. Uh, We'll just end on that. Just gratitude and love. Like, gratitude and love. All right. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for being here. (laughs) I'm grateful for you. And... I fucking love you. (laughs) All right. I'll see you when I see you, where I see you and how I see you.